Welcome to Healing at the Speed of Light. Every week, we discuss how laser therapy is changing healthcare and how you can benefit. Now, here is your host and founder of Laser Therapy Institute, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Hello, thanks for joining me again this week on Healing at the Speed of Light. My name is Dr. Jason Roundtree. I'm a chiropractor and a certified medical laser safety officer. Currently, I'm the clinic director at an integrated laser clinic. We do not only laser therapy, but also cosmetic and aesthetic procedures with lasers. A lot of laser history in my timeline. If you want to hear a little bit more about my background and how I got into lasers, listen to last week's episode. But that's enough about me. I'd like to go ahead and jump into why you're here. We're here talking about aging and inflammation, something that is going to affect all of us. No matter what stage you're in, whether you are young, whether you are in middle aged, whether you are getting older, all of us have to look at and consider aging. And not just aging, but the processes that come along with aging. And this week we're talking about a study published in 2015 about the link between aging and inflammation and the use of infrared light to help with both. Before I get ahead of myself here, I want to go ahead and give you the link to this study. Uh, you'll find that in the show notes, but the title of the study is The Role of Near-Infrared Light Emitting Diodes in Aging Adults Related to Inflammation. Now, if you don't know what a light-emitting diode is, it's an LED. LEDs are becoming more and more common in so many applications out there. Most of your vehicle headlights are LED lights now, very, very bright, very far projecting. And LEDs have come a long way in the last uh, decade or so, uh, 15, 20 years even. They're much, much different than they used to be. And LEDs have found a place in light therapy. So we're going to talk about that today, but let's first focus on inflammation, what inflammation is and how it's related to aging. Now, inflammation is a response to an injury. It's the body's way of responding to a problem. So it, the intent there is to try to kind of contain and isolate those damaged tissues, uh, destroy any microorganisms, bacteria, and things like that, uh, and get tissues ready for repair and wound healing. That's a, it's a protective response. It's a very important response, right? If you have an injury, if you get a cut, you need inflammation to go to that area and respond correctly to it so that you can have good recovery and good healing. But if something goes wrong and that inflammatory process does not resolve, it continues on, it can become chronic inflammation. And that's when it goes from being a good thing, a positive force in the body, to being a negative force. In this article, they say unresolved inflammation could be related to the origin of many chronic diseases associated with aging, such as autoimmune and neurodegenerative diseases or tumors. And this chronic inflammation is related to aging in older individuals and may lead to an increased risk of mortality, reduced muscle strength, and decreased mobility. Really what they're saying here is that chronic inflammation accelerates the aging process. We're all going to age. We're all not getting out of this life alive, right? But in the meantime, we can age gracefully. We can age with good quality of life if we control some of these other factors associated with aging. And the big one that this article is talking about is chronic inflammation, improper inflammatory levels in the body. 
Now, inflammation can create pain. If we're talking about arthritis in the knee, for example, then inflammation in that area is what gives you a lot of the pain and the swelling, the warmth and redness that goes along with uh, things like arthritis pain. So decreasing inflammation not only is good for those tissues because it avoids uh, some of these ongoing age, aging factors, um, but also it decreases pain when you can get that inflammation down and it keeps arthritis and other disorders from accelerating and from getting worse. So controlling that chronic inflammation response can be really important. Now, of course, there are medications that help to reduce inflammation, but we're not really talking about medication so much. We want to be talking about natural ways to control inflammation. And there are dietary things you can do. Heck, even just exercise can be a great help in reducing body-wide inflammation. But you know me, if you've been listening for any amount of time at this point, and you know that I'm going to be talking about laser therapy as a way to help improve the body and health and control pain. Now, in this study, they say that laser therapy and near-infrared LEDs have good effects on inflammation and wound healing by decreasing levels of inflammation in osteoarthritic joints and in other inflammatory disorders. They say near-infrared light can reduce inflammation and injuries of the nervous tissue too. So if you have nerve pain, like neuropathy or nerve injuries, near-infrared light can have a good effect. Now, near-infrared light is very special. It is just outside the light that our human eyes can pick up. So it's invisible, and there's actually a lot of different kinds of invisible infrared light. And very specific wavelengths of near-infrared light have been shown to have these positive anti-inflammatory effects on the body with no safety concerns. So we're not worried about causing cancer or any real side effects, anything like that. The body can absorb this near-infrared light, and when it does that, we see positive changes in inflammation and increases in healing and, and even regeneration, especially for things like nerves and nerve endings, where you can see good regeneration and pain reduction for people with neuropathy or nerve injuries. And you can get near-infrared LEDs now. This wasn't a thing we could do very well a long time ago, but in the last, like I said at the beginning here, in the last 10 to 15 years or so, LEDs have gotten a lot more efficient and a lot more effective. Lasers can output near-infrared light too. And in a clinical setting, like you'd find at a Laser Therapy Institute clinic, you're going to find a laser and a, a class 4 laser especially is a very expensive investment. It is very high tech. It can do a lot of near-infrared light all at once, very, very safely, and can deliver these effects. But if you've been scrolling through Facebook or Instagram, you might have seen some other devices that claim to have therapeutic effects, like red light therapy or LED therapy, and a lot of these are designed to be used at home. So what's the difference between these kind of home-use LED devices and what you might find at your physical therapist's or chiropractor's office? Well, home LED use units are typically fairly cheap, and they will use a sometimes a mixture of visible red light and near-infrared light. Now, both of those types of light can have some positive therapeutic effects. An LED light is not as focused as laser light, and in many cases it doesn't put out the same amount of power as some of the best laser therapy units. 
but they're still the same types of light, right? Light is light. A photon is a photon. Those are the little light particles that travel uh, out from a laser as well as from an LED. The same color, and so they can have very similar effects on the tissues of the body. Now, the LED devices are usually going to have some issues with getting to deeper targets, and this is for several reasons. One is that LED light isn't focused and distributed in a straight line like laser light is. So it does not travel straight into the tissues. And in many cases, using these LED panels and such has a lot of reflection off the skin. And reflection off of the skin is where you lose a lot of the light that's supposed to go into the tissues. Now, if you're talking about trying to help the inflammation in a hip joint, for example, or in the lower back, that's a problem because you've got to be able to get the light in very deep. And every bit of light that gets reflected or is scattered in the tissues is light that's not going in deep to those target areas that you need to get the light to. That's a situation where you're going to have better results. In most cases, by getting a professional assessment and laser therapy treatment in your doctor's office. But if we're talking about something that is very shallow, like um, some swelling or a wound that doesn't want to heal. In many cases, these home use LED units can be quite useful. You're not relying on that light getting deep into the tissues. And so since you just really need to affect those surface level tissues, then in a lot of cases, an LED light can help. Is it a total replacement for your doctor's really nice, expensive, sophisticated, deep tissue laser units? No, it's not the same. It's not a replacement. But in the future, I foresee a lot of people having these home-use light therapy units that use this near-infrared light and this red light therapy to help with some simple wound healing issues or to help reduce minor amounts of pain. So I think they're really going to prove to be quite useful. I don't have any particular ones that I can recommend to you. That's really outside of what I do. I'm, my main focus is on the clinical application of laser therapy, and like what doctors are doing with lasers now. But still, is it a useful tool to have at home? Absolutely it is. And it can even supplement what your doctor can do with laser therapy, even for deeper tissue injuries. Now, there's a couple of conditions that I'm going to say are not really ideal at all for these home-use LED devices. And, and that one, the big one is neuropathy. With neuropathy, like diabetic neuropathy, post-chemotherapy neuropathies, that's where you have you know, numbness and tingling and pain in the feet and the hands. Those LED units just don't deliver enough directed light where they need to go to get good lasting results with neuropathy, at least not from what I have seen yet. And a lot of that comes back to the fact that you, with neuropathy, you often have to treat the entire length of the nerve from where it starts in the lower back to where it goes down through the thigh and down into the leg and out through the feet and the toes. So there's a large area that needs to be treated if you're going to use this near-infrared light to help neuropathy. And with a lot of LED units, they just don't put off enough power in a short enough amount of time on a large enough area to really make a good difference here. Is it going to hurt anything? Absolutely not. No. 
but it may not be that effective and that's where a good laser therapy professional can really come into play is with treating neuropathy. Another one is headaches and head traumas and other significant neurological problems many times requires to work over the spine or the head and going through bone is very difficult with light so that's where a higher power laser unit really does well rather than the LEDs because the laser is going to typically have better penetration, better power delivery, and is going to be able to get light into structures like the brain, the spinal cord, and the nerves, whereas LEDs, in most cases, on comparable power levels, are going to have a harder time. There's more scatter. It's not that uniform delivery of that near-infrared light like a laser can do. Still, I think we'll be seeing better and better LED home use devices, and it's not a bad idea. If you've been seeing them, if you're interested, shop around a little bit. Find a good one. Don't cheap out. You'll definitely need to spend a little bit of coin if you want to get a good device that you can use at home. But like these authors say, LED units that deliver near-infrared light are a novel, non-invasive, and effective coadjutant therapeutic intervention for the treatment of numerous diseases linked to inflammation and wound healing. So it's a good tool to use along with other treatments, but it's something you can do at home. You flip the switch on, you get your dose of red, maybe near-infrared light as well, and it can help with some of these disorders. If you want to know more about this, if you've got specific questions on certain LED units or you want to uh, get some help on how to find a good laser therapy practitioner near you. You can get a hold of us by email, info at lasertherapyinstitute.org. You can also go to our website. There's a lot of good resources there, and you can even find a laser therapy doctor near you. But I thought this was a neat piece of research because we're talking about something that all of us are concerned about, aging and inflammation, how to control it. I think there's a lot of neat things happening in the technology industry today with LEDs and lasers, and this is just going to be an ever-expanding, really exciting field of how we can help delay aging effects, reduce things like chronic inflammation, help with pain. Thanks a lot for joining me this week, and I'll look forward to talking to you again next week, right here on Healing at the Speed of Light. Subscribe to this weekly podcast for more great information. Find a certified laser therapy clinic near you at lasertherapyinstitute.org. If you're a healthcare provider, check out our practitioner-focused Laser Therapy Institute podcast. Thanks for listening.